Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, April the 24th, and my mission as MLA for Cumberland North is to represent you, the people of Cumberland North. I'm an independent MLA, and I work for you, the people. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, and being a servant leader, empowering all people. Together, we build on the strength of our veterans and stand firm on the pillars of excellence in healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship in our economy. We embrace our differences, our diversity, and strive for equity and inclusiveness for all. And we celebrate our rich history right here in Cumberland County and the arts and culture of all of our people. I hope that everyone had an opportunity to enjoy the sunshine on the weekend. You can certainly feel spring and soon it will be time for spring cleaning and planting season. This past weekend brought a lot of time for family and friends. Our family is growing and this past weekend our family came together along with many friends to shower our niece Emma with gifts for her and her partner as they expect a baby sometime soon. Last week I also shared that Murray and I are expecting a new baby in our family and I'll be hosting a baby shower in just a few weeks for our son and his beautiful partner and their unborn baby. Such exciting times. The foundation really for all of us is our faith and our family. And when that is strong, it will get us through any trial and tribulation that can come our way. On a bit of a sadder note, my husband and I lost our family pet of 14 and a half years last week. His name was Packer. He was our golden retriever. And I want to say thank you to everyone at the Amherst Veterinary Hospital, led by owner Tanya Sparling. I just want to thank them for their care and compassion Those of you listening who are pet owners know that they become very important parts of our family, and certainly we're very grateful to have had our packer for 14 and a half years, but he certainly will be missed. And I want to say a big thank you to the whole team at the Amherst Vet Clinic. So last week here in Cumberland North was a busy week, and I want to start out my my update today by just really highlighting the bravery and the courage and the dedication of all of our volunteer firefighters throughout all of Cumberland County, but last week especially those in Wallace who rescued a 78-year-old man last week, saving his life. The Wallace Volunteer Fire Department had only had had a drone for nine weeks and it's already helped rescue this 78-year-old man who was missing in the woods last week. So a big shout out and a big uh, thank you to everyone who volunteers in your local fire departments. Just thank you so much for your service and dedication and for helping rescue those in need, especially those who find themselves in life-threatening situations such as last week. On a different note, I want to say congratulations to everyone involved in coming up with the government contract between our school workers for custodial staff and bus drivers here in the Chignecto region and across all of Nova Scotia. Uh, Thankfully, QP, as well as our provincial government, were able to negotiate a contract and avoid a provincial strike. So I want to say congratulations to everyone involved there. It certainly prevented a lot of disruption for our students, for our 
our faculty, for our teaching staff, as well as families right here in the province of Nova Scotia. So congratulations. Unfortunately, the federal government have not had the same success and result where over 155,000 federal workers are off work right now on strike. If you have any direct questions pertaining to federal government services, uh, that may be impacted by this strike, certainly reach out to our member of Parliament's office. Uh, Amy Menzies is a wonderful work woman that works here with our member of Parliament, and that's, of course, Dr. Stephen Ellis. They have an office downtown on Church Street here in the town of Amherst, and I know that Amy's always happy to assist, and we certainly hope that our federal government will be able to negotiate a contract and that all of those 155,000 federal workers will be back to work very soon. Last week, I was very busy on several fronts, but one of the issues that I did work on last week was with some of our nurses and personal care workers, residential care workers, who who have been contacting me really since the our provincial government, since Premier Houston made the announcement of the retention bonus for our healthcare workers, and certainly it was welcomed by most. However, there's many workers that feel that the bonus was not distributed fairly. So last week I was contacted by some of those workers again and I did write to our Minister of Health asking for them to take a look at the retention bonus and who they're giving it to. For example, there are people, uh, many people, that are hired part-time or casual but are mandated to work full-time hours because of shortages of staffing, especially in our long-term care and residential care facilities. And those uh, workers are not being given the bonus for full-time workers. They're only being given the bonus based on what their contract says. Well, many people believe that's unfair, and and this is a long-standing problem. Nurses and personal care workers for many decades have been given casual work status or part-time work status, but asked to work full-time hours. And what that does, of course, is it saves employers uh, costs, And but the workers, which are primarily often women, are not given the benefits that they should be given for working those full-time hours. So this is just another example of this happening where people are working full-time hours, but their retention bonus is uh, only being given based on their casual or part-time work status, which is, of course, not accurate. So we're hoping that the Premier and Minister Michelle Thompson will take a closer look at that, and I'll be updating you that on the future. Mental health and mental health care is certainly a very, very important issue here in our area, and it continues to be more so. So last week, I contacted the minister responsible for mental health here in Nova Scotia, Mr. Brian Comer, and even in the provincial spring session of the legislature, I also talked to him about many concerns from this area. But last week, I wrote him a letter, and I'm going to read you some excerpts from that letter today. And it reads, uh, Dear Minister Comer, as our province reflects on this week's, last week's anniversary of the events of April 18th and 19th, 2020, the recent release of the Mass Casualty Commission report provides a roadmap for moving forward from that tragedy. We must do everything possible to ensure the lessons learned are used to help protect Nova Scotians from a similar heartbreak in the future. 
From the perspective of my constituents here in Cumberland North, the most urgent recommendation is the need for enhanced mental health services. There's a long-standing disparity between what services are available here versus other areas of the province, as the Mass Casualty Report recognized. And I will uh, let you know, those listening, that just recently I had someone contact the Mental Health Crisis Line and they said, well, if you lived here in Halifax, we'd be able to send out a mobile crisis unit. But because you live in Cumberland County, we don't have a similar service. So they're absolutely is regional disparity and that needs to be fixed. So back continuing on to the letter that I sent to the minister, it says in January 2022, shortly after the minister's appointment as minister, I wrote to you with a number of concerns regarding mental health and addiction services in my area. I'm sad to say nothing much has changed. There are two outstanding actions from that original list that would contribute to vastly improved mental health care here in this area, as well help address the Mass Casualty Commission recommendations. And those are, first, create a acute care psychiatric bed unit at Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center. At present, any individual from Cumberland County who requires hospital admission due to mental health crisis must be admitted at Colchester East Hans Health Center in Truro or elsewhere in the province. Admissions in Truro can only be accommodated if there is space and if the psychiatrist based there accept the patients. This remains unacceptable. The Department of Health and Wellness is embarking on renovation expansion of Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center, and this presents a perfect opportunity to make provisions for the needed psychiatric beds here within the facility. Also, our mental health crisis team is currently only available 9 to 3, Monday through Friday. The lack of access for persons in mental health crisis is a real barrier to appropriate support. The mental health crisis team must be available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Rather than having the team work from one location, a mobile unit would be ideal to work in conjunction with local law enforcement and community stakeholders. One of the primary obstacles to implementing either of these actions remains the lack of psychiatry services. There's been an ongoing shortage of psychiatrists at Cumberland Mental Health, and just recently I was informed that recruitment of psychiatrists for this area appears to be no longer a priority for Nova Scotia Health. While I appreciate and understand the challenges of physician recruitment, hiring additional psychiatrists is essential. So I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, with an outline of the department's plans to address these shortcomings, including how and when we can anticipate access to mental health care here in Cumberland County improving. In response to the Mass Casualty Commission report, Premier Houston said, quote, we need to get this right. We must continue to do what we can to help build safer communities, end quote. So now is the time to, quote, get this right for the people of Cumberland County. So I'll certainly keep you updated with my weekly updates on the response that the Minister for Mental Health Care uh, provides me in response to this letter and to this request. Also, I sent a letter through to the Health Department last week about gynecological women's health and obstetrical care here in Cumberland County. And this letter uh, went to the medical 
lead zone for the northern zone, and it's specifically around the need for physician recruitment for women's health. So again, I'm just going to read you some excerpts from this letter to help you understand what some of the issues are. So this letter states, I'm writing to you today to request information on physician recruitment efforts for the obstetrics department at Cumberland Regional. Dr. Helen Sandland, gynecologist and obstetrician, has been serving our community selflessly for a number of years and gave notice of her intention to retire back in 2021. The date of her retirement is now only four weeks away, and it appears there is no plan in place to address her pending departure. Neither hospital staff or the general public have been provided any information on how Nova Scotia Health will ensure there is no disruption in the provision of women's gynecological health care, as well as obstetric services at Cumberland. Can you please provide an update on what plans are in place, and please have an in-person meeting with staff and physicians at Cumberland Regional, and as well, provide communication to the public as soon as possible. There is growing anxiety, particularly with mothers-to-be, and it's imperative to prevent any unnecessary duress for our healthcare workers, our patients and families, and our community. So again, I'll be providing an update to you in my weekly MLA updates with uh, further progress on this issue as well. Of course, there is a need, certainly here in in Cumberland North, but throughout all of Nova Scotia, particularly within the Halifax Regional Municipality, for more family physicians. And I continue to encourage the provincial government to hire an actual company that does physician recruitment and to get results. And refusing to do so is accepting that many Nova Scotians are left without access to basic primary health care. There is a simple solution, and that is hire a physician recruitment company. That's what they do. That's their area of expertise. They're actually paid based on results. So we're guaranteed as taxpayers to get results for our tax dollars. So I'll continue to advocate for that. Uh, The response that Minister Thompson gave me in the spring session was to focus on the fact that the provincial government has given many municipalities throughout the province um, a lot of funding so that they could do their own recruiting. And certainly here in Cumberland County and the town of Amherst, we were uh, given some money for recruitment. But it's a small amount of money, and a lot of that money is used for marketing materials, and you can only create so many pamphlets and websites. What we really need are actual physicians coming here to our community, and in order to get those, we need a company, like a physician recruitment company, actually bringing them here, attracting them here to Nova Scotia, and to our communities. And once we get them here looking, then our county and our town can use those marketing materials, those pamphlets and websites to uh, convince them that our community is the right one for them to stay and practice medicine. So it takes a multi-layered approach. We need both community as well as provincial government to work hand in hand in fixing this uh, physician shortage problem. And I know it can be done. I absolutely know it can be done. I've been working in healthcare since 1991. I've seen effective recruitment strategies work. And bottom line, that's what you, the taxpayers, need to have happen. So I'll continue to advocate for that. On the topic of taxes, April the 30th is coming around soon. And of course, that is when personal income tax 
filing is due. So just a reminder to everyone listening, I need to get that done myself. I spent some time on the weekend showing my adult children how to file their own income tax. And of course, you can do it online. There's a lot of resources available online, as well as there's always professional chartered uh, accountants, uh, chartered professional accountants available in most communities throughout here in Cumberland County. And it's always good to consult with the professionals, especially if you have any questions uh, or if you have anything that's maybe uh, out of the ordinary or complicated to to make sure that you ask the professionals. But I believe that it's always a good idea to understand yourself how to do your own taxes and because it also helps to educate you on how much tax you're actually paying. And of course, if you listen to my regular MLA updates, you know that I have been advocating for our Nova Scotia provincial government to increase the basic personal tax exemption. So that, of course, is the base amount at which time, at point in time you start paying income tax here in the province of Nova Scotia. And we have the lowest Uh, basic personal tax exemption in the entire country. It's um, under $9,000. And as comparison, the province of Alberta, it's over 19,000. So what I've asked our provincial government to do is to at least give Nova Scotians the average, which would put it up over to 12,000. But right now in the province of Nova Scotia, we have people living in poverty that are paying income tax and it's wrong and it keeps people living in poverty. It keeps people's health in a worse condition because we know the number one determinant of health is income and financial status. Based on this premise, we know that if you allow people to keep more of their hard-earned income, their health will improve, which will actually save us tax dollars because we won't need as much money for our healthcare system if people's general health and well-being is better. So I just want to make that point in my update today. I believe fundamentally that this is very, very important for the future of our province here in Nova Scotia, and that is reducing poverty, which will have a direct positive impact on everyone's overall health and well-being. I'm going to continue to work on that. I'm not giving up because I believe very strongly in this fundamentally. On the note of healthcare again, uh, this week I have a really important meeting, I believe, with Nova Scotia Health and Cancer Nova Scotia, and it's going to be to continue to advocate for a cancer care center here at our regional hospital. So you've heard me talk in the past about the fact that Cumberland Regional is the only regional hospital in the province that does not administer systemic chemotherapy. So what that means is people that have been given the cancer diagnosis must travel, almost all must travel outside of our county to receive their chemotherapy treatments. So some are traveling to Moncton, some are traveling to Truro, and some even Halifax. And it's a huge financial burden for people, the price of fuel, the price of travel. So we're meeting this week, and I'm going to continue to advocate and show all the reasons why Cumberland Regional should have our very own cancer care center here to offer systemic chemotherapy, but also to offer the option of virtual visits with specialists. Sometimes people need in-person visits with their specialists, but other times it can be done virtually. I've heard many patients talk about the fact that they've traveled two hours to Halifax and two hours back home. So four hours of travel for a five-minute visit with a specialist, and it's very frustrating for them. So 
let's make those vis- visits available virtually, as well as offer screening clinics for early detection of cancers, cancers such as cervical, prostate, and melanoma. Uh, I believe we should be having regular monthly well women clinics, prostate clinics, as well as mole clinics, which could be offered on a monthly basis. We know in healthcare that the earlier someone is diagnosed with cancer, that their survival rate and cancer cure rates will improve dramatically. So early detection is a key, and I want to see that happen right here in Cumberland County. On another topic, as an independent MLA, I clearly see the need for improvements in democracy, and I'm working on a plan. More to come in the weeks ahead. Many, myself included, are seeing a decline in democratic elected representation, and it's imperative for the future of our province, for the future of our region, and for the future of our country to move towards true democratic representation. There needs to be a purposeful shift away from the centralization of power that we see with political party leaders and the power given back to each democratically elected representative and start respecting, once again, the voices of the people they represent. I'm hearing from people across the entire province that want to see a collaborative government, similar to what we see in Nunavut and Northwest Territories. So stay tuned. More to come. As I finish off my update today, I'd like to wish a happy birthday and anniversary wishes to anyone celebrating this week, including today on Monday the 24th, Paige Willett and Peter Baxter. On Tuesday the 25th, Debbie Bowen and Margaret Beal. On Wednesday the 26th, Gordon Goodwin and Shauna Black. On Thursday the 27th, Shelley Farrow. On Friday the 28th, Michael Stack. And on Saturday the 29th, Greg Nix. And anyone else celebrating, please accept my birthday and anniversary wishes. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Wanda Helena Livingston, Annette Catherine May Bellevaux, Kenneth Burnell Smith, Shirley Doris Chapman, Rita Bridget Connick, Robert Carell, Dennis Tatry, and I also want to make mention of the loss of Dr. Christian Chesney. Some of you listening may have had Dr. Chesney as your physician. He was an internal medicine physician here in Cumberland County, specializing in gastrointestinal disorders, and served our community well for close to three decades. So he did die suddenly. Um, just last week, and I'm certainly sending my condolences to his wife, Ava, and his family, which mostly live in the Halifax area. And anyone else who has lost a loved one recently, please accept my condolences. It is my honor to serve you, the people of Cumberland North, and I will continue to push for changes, positive changes, in the weeks and months ahead, including improvements to local health care services, addressing the needs of affordable housing, as well as other measures to make life more affordable and helping Cumberland area realize our full economic potential. Please contact me anytime. My office is 902-661-2288. My email is elizabeth.smith-macrossan at novascotia.ca. And my office in Amherst is located at 5 Ratchford Street, as well as an office in Pugwash at 124 Water Street, and that is in the Village Hall. And for both offices, we do ask people to call ahead to book an appointment so that we can ensure that staff and myself are there on site, as I do have many meetings that are located off-site.
So that's it for my weekly constituency update. I would like to extend gratitude to all those working at CFTA 107.9, those that are volunteering there as well, which are many, and especially Mr. Ron Bickle and Mr. James Hand. Thank you to all at CFTA. I hope that you have a great week. Please take care of yourself. Please take care of your own health, your own well-being, your physical, your mental, your social, your emotional, and your spiritual health. And please always look for ways to serve others and take care of others in your family and in your community. Together, we can and will make sure that Cumberland County, Nova Scotia, and our maritime region reach our fullest potential. Take care and have a great week.